Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Freestead with today's Daily Hope. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We film these devotionals a few days before you see them. So by the time you're watching this, I'll be well past the back pain that I'm going to describe. But yeah, I wrenched my back pretty bad after coming back from a weekend away with my wife. Too much time sitting in the car and then getting home and picking up the kids one too many times. And my back really went out. I'd done it before, but it had been years ago, and so sleeping that night was interesting, to say the least. I found myself by 5.30 Monday morning, standing in my kitchen, unable to sit, unable to lie down, unable to find a comfortable position, and the worst thing was, I knew no chiropractic office was going to be open until at least 9 a.m. All that I could do was stand there and wait to be helped. And then I thought about grief. Because grief sometimes feels like that. And I think as Christians, we need to understand grief because it's a universal human experience that has the potential to either deform us or transform us. And as a universal experience, it's a chance for God to work through each of us to minister to potentially anyone and everyone. That's because everyone will go through times of grief. I've been in a season of grief in my own life, having lost my dad just before Christmas of last year. And I've been fortunate to be part of the Grief Share program, where one thing that's really stuck with me is this statement, we grieve because we love. So if you're grieving right now, there's nothing wrong with you. It's because you have love that now has nowhere to go. And if you're not grieving or have never grieved, It is an experience that you'll face, provided you're human and you've loved someone, anyone else at some point in time. We grieve because we love. So how do we grieve in a way that transforms us rather than deforms us? And how can we be compassionate helpers in God's world to someone else who might be going through this most universal of human experiences? Let me share some guidance that I find in the Bible. The first thing is this, grief events will happen at inconvenient times. In our daily readings, we've been tracing the story of David's family, the tragedy of betrayal, violence, and loss. David is now rightly mourning the loss of his son who had killed his other son who had raped his daughter. Okay, that's the context that we're in. But David uh, today in 2 Samuel chapter 20 is immediately dealing with another challenge to his rule, A man named Sheba, who is trying to lure Israel away from loyalty to David. No time to grieve, David. Life marches on. You got to get back in there. You know, one of the things I've discovered about grief is that it anchors you in the past to that relationship you had with someone who's no longer living. But we live in a culture that knows only one speed and direction, and that's fast forward. If you're grieving right now, give yourself grace and freedom because grief takes time. And yesterday's reading had Joab, the army commander, giving very bad advice. David, get back to work. So how we can help others who are grieving then is to grant them that time and space that they need. Recognize that they were not in control of the timing of the loss and that someone can't simply transfer the love that was in the relationship quickly and artificially to something else. So as a helper, be patient, listen, don't try to fix, 
And as the person grieving in a fast forward culture, you do need to move forward, but you don't have to do it fast. And that leads to the next point about grief that transforms rather than deforms. Grief can be paralyzing. As it says in Psalm 44, why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Or Psalm 22, well known, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. When you're grieving, you can feel defeated, like God is absent. And this next saying is not in the Bible, but it should be. It's the saying that says, when you're going through hell, keep on going. So when you're grieving, you should do whatever helps, as long as it actually doesn't make things worse. For example, you can have strong feelings of anger or bitterness about your loss. Well, take those to the appropriate place, to God. He can handle it. Telling someone else off or blaming, that really won't help. Masking your sadness or just distracting yourself instead of confronting the loss and working through it, that won't help either. Keep moving forward. And to the helpers, be aware that people around you might be stuck. And again, be patient and offer to help. Don't allow yourself to be so blinded by the pace of life, fast forward, that you miss the opportunities to provide comfort and care. I can almost guarantee you that today you'll come in contact with someone, whether you know it or not, who is carrying grief and loss. Expressing sympathy soon after the loss is good, but, but don't forget two months down the road, six months down the road, because someone who's grieving will commemorate milestones. And if you do the same thing, you are joining your heart with theirs. Third and finally, God is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's from Psalm 34. Look, Jesus was prophesied to be a man of sorrows. Jesus wept at the loss of Lazarus. And as he hung on the cross, he spoke the very words of Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Grief and loss can drive us further away from God. That's when it becomes a deforming experience. Or it can draw us closer to God and become transforming when we recognize that the triumph of Jesus lay on the other side of the cross. The triumph for us lies on the other side of the cross. Human death is, is part of the package of living in a fallen humanity, a broken world, where things don't get entirely unbroken this side of eternity. But don't think of the cross, which was an instrument of human death, as a dead end. No, it's a gateway that has to be accessed in order to enter into something better. Overall, whether you're grieving right now or you're striving to help someone who is, bear in mind that God wants to use suffering to soften our hearts and make us a resource for others. If you come through a grief experience, either as the person grieving or the one offering support, and your only thought is, I got through it, it was awful, and I'm done around suffering. Let's just party and move on. Well, then the process of grieving didn't soften you. Now, look, I'm not saying we should be happy for our losses. That would also be a deformation. We don't minimize or dismiss or make light of death. Oh, well, no. But 2 Corinthians chapter 1 calls God the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort 
who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. We are blessed, even by suffering and loss, to be a blessing.